Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Good afternoon, everyone. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo, J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day at Rochford and Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office. Um, we're here to bring you things you may not hear on those other financial news radio segments, stations, podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here and Today might be a little bit different. I mean, some of the themes will stay the same. You know, we've got some new stories. You know, we'll talk about the Fed and Jackson Hole. We can talk about the bond yield. Uh, we can talk about the Panama Canals. I mean, all this stuff, we can talk about Fed now. I mean, a lot of this is just things that we've talked about on and on and on. And, you know, none of them are necessarily developing. We just want to make sure you're aware because a lot of people don't know about some of the stories that we bring up. And this is... You know, this is their news source. So we'll get into that. Jaron, I've had some couple discussions about the last couple of radio shows, too, because it seems like we're not on the same page. But I, I promise you, you are. So we're going to get into that. But I think our favorite topic is the banks, as you know, and not really trusting them. <laughs> and it's one thing to hear other people's stories, but we always seem to kind of have our own. And uh, last week, after we recorded on Wednesday, going into the bank on Thursday, JR had a, a very exciting run-in with a, uh, a bank that we bring up quite a bit and feel like it'll be real fun to share that story to start. Are you pointing to me now? You need to raise your hand when you're ready for me to talk, Anthony. So, yeah. No, I'm not to you at all anymore. That's it. <laughs> See, I was just kidding about before we were going to reconcile on this episode. No, now I'm just going to get more competitive. I mean, angsty teenager. Well, and we do have, we have people that are like, yeah, you guys butt heads a lot on the show. Well, we do because, first of all, we see things a little bit differently. We, Anthony's right, we're on the same page on a lot of stuff. You know, Anthony got in the office over five years ago and he was going to prove me wrong. He was like, there's always been something to worry about. And my my take on that was, you're absolutely right. There is, there's always been something to worry about. I'm just saying not this many. I don't ever remember this many things to to be wrong at one time. And if we have yeah, a... Trying to prove you wrong. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm just well, saying it's all cyclical. You were. You were trying to prove me wrong when you got there. You're not anymore because you've been here for over five years. You've seen what I'm saying. You know, when you look at history, there, yeah, as much has gone wrong and how things cycle, we're in uncharted territory. We've never had 32 narrowing on, on 33 trillion in debt. That could be problematic for a country. That's just a relative number. We've had countries and mass amounts of debt. We've had all of the, we've experienced in mankind, we've experienced all this before. Now what it's happens, just in the digital era. What happens at the end of a world reserve currency's reign? Do they, do they stay forever or do they cycle? Was there a different world reserve currency before we took it? Yeah. 
No, it's so again, cyclical. So now you're actually proving my point. Well, what I'm proving is that we're at the end of our reign. We're about to change dramatically. Yeah. It you know, will we, be unique, unique to America. It'll be unique to this time, but it's overall, it's the same thing we've kind of seen before. And that's what I, that's think, all I'm saying. But do you think this country is going to be in better shape in as soon as two years, the same or worse? I mean, we worse. manage money into the future without a crystal ball. I have always said that's a difficult job because I have to try to figure out what's coming. I can tell you it's easy to figure this job out looking back, not so easy looking forward. I, I'm watching what's going on. I mean, you know, we brought up months ago that New York was offering to pay people if they take in a roommate. You know, who's the roommate? Undocumented immigrants, whatever you want to call them. Guests, I don't care what you call them. I don't want to sound like a racist, but I can tell you that's weird. That's a weird update in this country. Then we brought to you, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, what is it, Massachusetts, same thing. I'm hearing on the radio more and more now. We're just a little bit up front to this. So when this is the new normal and we have a different country's currency or a central bank digital currency, you know, we, we've got open borders. You know, don't even try to make this political. Make it financial. You, you've got a bunch of people here that have not paid into systems that they're taking money out of. We are going to implode. And you know what? It's, I don't mind that you and I see things differently. I don't mind that we go back and forth on things. What I am telling you is that I'm going to be here less time than you are. And I think what you're going to see is going to be different and not in a good way. If we don't go into World War III, if we don't go into a financial meltdown, where there's literally just a ramping up amount of people that are homeless and in deep trouble and food insecure, you know what you still have to deal with? You, your age, you have to fix Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. The country is very, very polarized on several fronts. You know, I mean, there's a big debate tonight. As we record this, today is August 23rd, 2023, and two things are happening. I held up three fingers because I'm a horrible financial guy. I'm a nice guy at a happy hour, but I'm a horrible financial guy. So there are there are two things in my mind today that are very important. One thing is it is the Republican National Committee debate night. Trump's not going to be there. Trump is going to be in Georgia uh, getting arrested or whatever. So um, apparently Trump is going to be on Tucker Carlson and on Twitter tonight. So that'll be interesting. I'd like to hear what he has to say. But I, I will tell you something. This debate... This is August of 2023. The election, the presidential election, is in November of 2024. So again, not being good with math or numbers, but that's like a year and three months away. So now we have to hear the political stuff get ramped up and get everybody excited for a year and a third, and people are not being civil. I had a conversation with a woman named Marcia yesterday, and we said how she's, she's got a really good friend. And as soon as it gets to politics, which people can't seem to help each other, they are help each other. They can't seem to help themselves. It, it goes south. And she's like, I, I don't want to lose friends over this. And I'm like, yeah, no, we see it. We see families where the kids and the parents don't talk because they're they're politically polarized. Well, then you bring in the media and the media is is kind of a little bit stirring the pot with haves versus have nots, black versus white, gay versus straights, all this stuff. You think it's just normal and it's a cycle and we put up with it and things move on. We do move on. I just think everything's coming to a head. And I think, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you, know, you bring up the civil discourse and unrest. I mean, you think now is worse than it was in the 50s? Oh, I think it's going to ramp up where it, it, it will, it, you know, yet to be seen. But yeah, I think Again, it's going to be worse. 
Yeah, and all this is cyclical. This is all stuff yeah. that we've seen before. I'm not. I never said anything was going in the right direction. I'm just saying there's no. Yo, it's it's not. None of this is new. I agree with you. There's always been something to worry about. I'm just saying we add to it. When I was a kid, the people that had the wealth to do so, they literally were digging a big hole in their backyard. You know, like you're putting in a swimming pool, but smaller. And they were putting these white pods and we saw two of them. My sister and I saw two of them. They were putting in a pod because Russia was going to attack us and nuke us. Even Russia is back on the table. We're in more of a hot- 40 years ago and we got through it just like we got through the Great Depression. I mean, you say on the show all the time, be prepared, not scared. And all I'm saying is once you have yourself prepared, why, why waste your time worrying about everything else? Because we took on a radio show to sound alarms. We did this on purpose. You and I are as prepared as we can be. We're not multimillionaires. We don't have the money to have a buy-in to an underground shelter if things get weird. And we're not a politician. So nobody handed us a satellite phone and said, you can go under the airport in D.C. or whatever if things get south. So, yeah, we're prepared. So I'm not I'm not saying this stuff for me. I've done everything I can do. Then I go to work. I was in law. I you said that I only did the bare minimum. No, I didn't so, say it at all. So I guess like, I don't know. What else do you what else do you expect me to do? What else do you want me to be? I didn't say that at all. I said uh, you're way ahead of most people. I said that, you know, you haven't bought land out of the city. I said there's other stuff you could do. You're not married. You don't have kids. I mean, you, you could spend all your money getting prepared. I don't think that'd be smart either. I think life is about moderation. My point with this stuff, I think you and I see it on a different level. You know, I mean, you you just completely dismissed what I said about Russia attacking us. I think we're in a proxy war, you know, the Ukraine war. I think I think that's a problem. You know, the two things I was going to say that I think are very important right now today as we do this, one is the debate. And, and I just, I mean, yeah, they'll narrow the field. We're going to see who's so smart. I'm already hearing about how Larry Elders wasn't invited, even though he qualified. I'm hearing all this stuff already. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. It's early. So what that means to me is this is going to be a long year and a third. And then I think about the other thing that's important. Today is day two of three of the BRICS meeting. And I had seen or heard or read that there was going to be about 40 nations at this meeting. And, and the whole goal is to see who, who's going to be expanded in. It's going to see who's going to you know be the new members in the BRICS. The second thing is... Is there going to be a new currency? Is it going to be gold back? Is that going to be a global currency? I mean, this is all uncharted territory. Well, it turns out that there's actually 60 nations at the table. And yesterday, I'm I'm guessing you looked into it because it's kind of important in our job. So yesterday was about trade partnerships. It was about mining in South Africa and how they want it mined close to home and processed. So they're not selling dirt and rocks and stuff. They're actually selling finished platinum and that sort of stuff. It, It was very interesting. It's like they are coming about this very, very smart. You know, the people that thought they would have the meeting and just say, yeah, we're going to have a new currency. It's going to be gold backed. The United States is completely irrelevant. Let's move on. It wasn't that at all. It was actually very impressive. The, the bits that I got to see, you know, I was at work yesterday, so I didn't see the entire thing. But what I did see was pretty impressive. So anyway, um, and let me finish my point. I think you have come leaps and bounds since you got in the office. You did not have any extra food or water. You did not have a tower garden. You were not prepared for anything that could happen. I think people should be prepared, not scared in general. 
if you lived through Superstorm Sandy or Hurricane Katrina, or if you were in Maui, by the way, Maui, a lot of people didn't have any notice. <clears throat> Excuse me, the people that did have notice, if they had a bug out bag, if they had some, you know, if they were had their passport and all that stuff ready, at least they could take something with them when they ran. Most people have no clue. You know, if, if you literally have five minutes to get out of your house, most people aren't going to, you know, maybe they'll grab some photographs. I don't know. My my whole thing is, and, and I'm, you know, this is opinion stuff. What we're doing here is opinion stuff. You think this is normal. Things are going to cycle. We're going to live through it. There might be changes, but it is what it is. I think to a certain extent that you you haven't had the life experiences that I have. You haven't had the amount of time to research and think about and know what I know. You're very smart. I mean, you're, you're only 33, but you're very smart. You're an engineer by trade, so you can't be too you know, unwise to do that. I know about me. You don't have to describe me to me. Right, just I like to puff you up because we still have to remind people as much as we've been butting heads on here, we are still related by marriage. I mean, we don't look alike, I understand that. But we, you know, at the end of the day, we don't do this in the office. We we are, they. we have to be on the same page. We work together. It's a family practice. We have to make sure we have a certain business model. We have to make sure we do certain things. But, you know, we have a number of people that are commenting on us. We had one woman who emailed us. Uh, I'm sure she'll know who I'm talking about if she's listening. She's a doctor. And she's like, it looks like you guys might split up. She put that in writing that it looks like we're heading towards a, a breakup. And I, I I assure you, doctor, we are not going to break up. Obviously, you know, we keep waiting for my big heart attack and stroke. So that could happen. You know, I, I want Sandy to take over for me. But other than those things, because of our bickering or our butting heads, we, we're not going to break up. This, we're actually hoping that this helps people to go, I'm on that guy's side or I'm on that guy's side. This guy's too problem great. solving. It's for problem solving. Yes. Yeah. And back to my, I'll finish up on the opinion. I say that on purpose, so I don't want you to you know, stop me on this one. I think that you are a little bit more stuck in normalcy bias than I am. You think cycles are normal, you know, things are going to be okay. I'm terrified. I'm not going to lie. I, and, and I'm terrified. What's What you have to understand, what people have to understand when they're hearing this, I am way more terrified for you and for Jim, younger people. You know, my youngest son, Jay, I mean, geez, he'll be 19 next month. It's like, what is he going to say? See, when I look at the, the chance of this country imploding financially, when I look at the chance of civil war, and you, you bring up the 50s. I don't know. I think it could be worse. You know, just look at the news every day, Anthony. I, I know you're younger. But the you news, know? again, is the news, what you're seeing on the news, what you're living in your day to day. Anthony, let me finish. Watch the news every day and see how many carjackings there are. See how many shootings there are. You know, see see what's going on around you just on the stuff they report without giving opinions to it. it it's Things are sketchy right now. You know, the heat is really bad. We're getting ready to go into record heat again around the country. People are on edge. Then they they have to deal with this political crap. I almost said a bad word. It's just things are piling on. And we will see. Let's check back in two years and see if things are better, the same or worse, because that's what we have to anticipate. I think that things are going to get bad. I said at the beginning of this show, oh, good call, Jim. I mean, one one other thing that I'm hearing about again, and, and we've brought up the fact that malaria is showing up. Now I read last week, leprosy is making a big return. You know, the COVID is back. What's the new AVID or ARIS or whatever, or the new COVID. So, you know, and, and by the way, yes, some people are, are very funny. Carrie Lake was one. She tweeted out, you know, the, the election, the COVID, you know, election <laughs> vaccine or whatever. It, is that going to come back? You know, by the way, I think COVID, we might find out later it's seasonal. 
So are they going to give us new vaccines? Are we going to all mask up? Talk about polarized. I mean, we saw it. We heard it. We we were part of it. You know, we there are people. My, my whole thing in this country, let me decide. I love people that wanted to get the vaccine. I love people that did not. My problem was the people that say, you have to do this. Don't tell me what I have to do. I don't live in North Korea. And you know what, Anthony, how it ends? I think civil war, collapse of our dollar, poverty like we've never seen. I think it's going to look like 1929 through 1934. I think there's going to be soup lines. You know, I'm just watching the numbers right now. I'm watching the default rates on the subprime auto loans and the auto loans. And I'm watching the credit card debt. We tipped a trillion. Think about something in the Great Recession, which was the worst thing we've had financially since the Great Depression. And you know what the credit card debt got up to? And it was massive and really bad. Half a trillion. We are double that right now. You know what the difference is between now and the Great Recession credit card balloon? The interest rates are a lot higher now. You know, the average interest rate is over 22%. There's The restaurants are packed. Well, we were in Laughlin. Your mom and I were in Laughlin for a couple of days. And you know me, I can't help myself. I'm giving out business cards for another money show, a 960 Patriot. I'm asking dealers, played a little pie gal, had a great time. I'm asking dealers, you know, is it slower than usual? Are you noticing any changes Ever, across the board? I heard that it's it's been different. You know, I, I heard a lot more about the weekends are still good, but they're just, things are different. The dealers are making less money. So it, it was, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just, there's so many things on the table. And when I think the end game is another civil war and a change in this country, I, I'm, I'm going to guess that within 10 to 20 years, which again, I don't have to deal with it. You do. We're going to look like Venezuela. I think we're going to have hyperinflation. You know, they're already talking about lowering the interest rates. It, some bad news came out. This morning and yesterday, they said that retail sales were down. So, of course, the stock market's going to be up today. Sales were down, so the stock market goes up. So, you know, good news is bad news. Bad news is good news. Well, why is that good news? Because then they don't have to raise interest rates. They can slow down on that. So the rich, once again, will get richer. The poor will continue to hover, and the middle class will shrink. And I think the middle class is the engine of this country, and it's shrinking on steroids. So uh, that was a lot to say. I mean, the the two points I was going to make is you are a little bit more calm than I am about things. Yes, I agree with you. Get prepared and then have a nice day because there's nothing you can do about it. I do not live my life. You know, I wouldn't have gone to Laughlin if I was too worried about the world. I don't live my life, you know, like I'm scared and I can't function. I'm having a great time. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I've got friends now in Sun City. I'm having a good time. I just want to make sure on this radio show, we get to the people that think something is wrong. They've got a feeling that something is wrong. We tell them things like about the executive order, 140067, you know, brought up Fed now. We are giving all these things to people to research. They all are dots on a map. If the dots start lining up, things could get south, and at least we are letting them know. If you want the show to be like every other financial show, I listen to a lot every single week. We will do nothing but talk about Roth conversions. We will talk about, we'll even go more detail and and let you know what to ask your advisor. We can talk about expense ratios, fund managers. We can talk about all that. And by the way, one of the things that that I gave out a business card in Laughlin, the person was from California. And it was funny because I guess this guy thought I was trying to make a sale. And he's like, I've got a guy. He actually said my favorite thing. I've got a guy. And I paused and I looked at him. 
I'm like, oh, you think I'm trying to become your financial advisor? We were having a good conversation. You're worried about the world. I told you I have a radio for a living. And now you think I'm trying to poach? I, I'm not even licensed in California. That California and New York are the two very hardest states to transact business. I said, I, I just, I want you to listen to the radio show because you're going to love it. You and I are on the same exact page. But the whole I've got a guy thing really kind of hit me because people here in Arizona where I am licensed, if you've got a guy, I've got an idea for you. Get a second opinion from JR and Anthony. Do you want to know why? I'm sure your guy, even if it's your cousin, your guy's really good. Maybe it's even a gal, which is even better. But you've got a guy, get a second opinion. You know what we can do for you? We can make sure you're asking your guy the right questions. This is a very uncertain world. One thing you and I do agree on, Anthony, there, the, you have said it a bunch of times, so I know you believe it. You wouldn't be surprised if the market took a downturn tomorrow and lasted for three years. I've heard you say that on the radio show. So if you have a guy, and I don't know how I got off on track like that, let, let me give you the questions to ask your advisor. Let's make sure you understand what you have. We are big believers in the fact that you should have a financial plan, not just products. And we think 80, 85% plus of every single thing we look at, it's products, not a plan. So keep us in mind. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was a long way around saying, I think you are wrong and you think I'm wrong. And I think you're stuck in normalcy bias and you think I'm an idiot. But the good thing, radio listeners, podcast enjoyers, we're not going anywhere. We do care about each other. You know, I love being mean to Anthony and I know he loves being mean to me. But if somebody else is mean to Anthony, watch what I do. I will defend him to the end. Anthony's been in my life since he was 10 years old. So as much as we do this, it's our personalities, but I, I will defend Anthony. I'm not sure he'll defend me, but yeah, I like to think he will. So we have about five minutes left before the break, and I have a really good idea. Let's jump into the banks. I have a feeling this conversation is going to take more than five minutes. But I just, I'm glad we aired that out though, Anthony, because I feel better. You really can't help yourself. We didn't have any conversation at all. You just monologued for like 10 minutes. Well, it's kind of my show. I look at it like my show. When you, when you, <laughs> we haven't had this conversation before the show. It's like, Jared, let's have a conversation. Let's talk. And then you just get up on your uh, pedestal. And Are yeah. you defending me right now? Is this how you'd come to my rescue? Said, no, I was really defending you to everybody else. Now I'm just talking crap to you. I just, right, it's so funny. So let's you, go into the you're, bank. You're a funny, uh, funny individual. But I, I am. That. And I love how funny I am. You know what's you know funny? Who doesn't think you're funny? Everybody else? The bank tellers. The bank tellers are not a fan of mine. So yeah. And, All right, let's get into that and then we can go to that. Because obviously this will, we'll save this right. conversation for another time. So two pieces of background history for you. Actually, three. The first one's very general. We've been telling you to minimize what you hold in the bank. We have been saying that. I've been saying it for about 15 years. I think there's better things you can do with your money. Yes, I realize you need your bank to pay your bills. I get that. I know we went for years without an ultra short term product at an insurance company. The good news for the last year, we can even substitute for your CDs. We have what we call CD alternatives. So anyway, with the banks, we've been shouting to you. You know, Anthony, during the COVID, you and I did, we did a podcast. It's on Podbean and Spotify. And we did an episode on getting out of the banks. We did videos that you can find on one of our YouTube channels about getting out of the bank. And now we are ramped up because what we were saying for years is getting closer. And oh, by the way, if you have a safe deposit box, close that too. 
you, you might lose your two grand or whatever in the bank and it won't change your retirement. But if you lose your mom's jewelry, if you lose your pile of cash, if you, if you lose a bunch of stuff that means a lot to you, that, that's problematic. And that is happening, by the way. That, that is happening in the country even before the banks close. Anyway, so with these banks, a couple things for you. If you have 50000 in a bank, my suggestion, I know it's a hassle because of different statements and all this, take the 50000 and get five banks. Put 10000 in five different banks instead of 15 one. My logic, you know, I get the hassle factor, but my logic, you can go into each of the five banks and get cash. If you go into one bank where you have $50,000, we have been saying you can get $5,000, no problem. If you want $10,000, you have a problem. They're asking you questions, what you're going to do with it. They're saying you have to make an appointment. They have to order it. You have to go to a different branch. It's a hassle factor. So if you go into five different banks and you ask for $5,000, you just got half your money out in one afternoon. That was good advice until last week. When I went into a local bank, and I don't want to name PNC's name because I really I don't think it's fair to do that, but let's just say I went to a bank that's not one of the big three, but it's pretty good size, and I wanted a certain amount of money, and I couldn't get it. I was told the most I can have is $4,000, and I thought, well, that's odd, and I even grumbled a little bit, and I was like, well, I have had no trouble getting 5000 before. I was like, I thought 5000 was really the amount that people have no trouble. If you want more than that, you have to make an appointment. And the woman was great. And I have to leave you on a cliffhanger there because we have to go into break. But I want to tell you more about my experience. So anyway, coming up, we're going to finish this story. And as a reminder, reach out to us, team at anothermoneyshow.com. Give us a call, 623-523-0444. So this is 960 The Patriot, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much for being with us. This is Another Money Show, except this one's different. This one's actually fun. If inflation and living expenses are putting more of a financial strain on your bottom line, it may be time to explore canceling those unnecessary subscriptions. I'm Jim Tarabokia with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. In recent years, streaming and subscription services have dominated the digital space. According to a survey done by Chase Bank in February of last year, the study found that a whopping 71% of Americans waste over $50 a month on unwanted subscription fees, and it's becoming increasingly harder to cancel these subscriptions. Meanwhile, the Federal Trade Commission proposed a provision back in March targeting the struggles of customers to cancel their unwanted subscription payment plans. Under this new proposal titled Click to Cancel, the sellers would face a requirement to make subscription cancellations as simple and as straightforward as possible. Axios Technology reporter Ashley Gold was a guest recently on CBS News Money Watch to break down this new proposal. Those little prompts you see that are like, are you sure you want to cancel? We can offer you this deal. We can mm. offer you that deal. Or... To cancel, you actually have to call us between these business hours or to cancel, you have to show up in person and tell us why. None of that's going to be allowed anymore. If what the FTC wants to do 
passes in its final form. So in the meantime, how can you keep your subscription prices from slashing further into your own personal bottom line? Review all of your monthly subscriptions from every sector on every device and cancel the ones you don't need. Useful tools like Rocket Money and Pocket Guard can help you track down these unwanted subscriptions and clear them from your monthly expenses. Cutting back on your monthly subscriptions, it's an important factor to consider and it's part of our 23 retirement cost cutters of 2023. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Taraboki. Another weekend, another money show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com. Welcome back to Another Money Show. Thanks so much for making our program part of your weekend. If you've missed any part of today's show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to check out our YouTube page as well, youtube.com, Another Money Show. So that is that is my favorite thing that we've done is that YouTube channel. I like that you get to see how good looking we are and so forth. Wait, I'm not supposed to lie to people, am I? We're not good looking, but hopefully you find this entertaining. So back to the bank. So I'm in the lobby. I'm told I can only have $4,000 and I, and I was taken aback because just just Monday night, so just a few days earlier, I was telling people that about having 10 grand at five banks, you'll be able to get 5,000, no trouble. And so this this kind of threw me off. I have the money in my account or I wouldn't ask for it. So I with the teller, I said that I that doesn't make sense. I'm like, I'm not asking you for 10 or 20 grand. I said, I'm just I'm confused. Well, there was another woman standing near her that heard this and she she made her way over. I don't know her capacity. I'm, I'm not sure she's a manager or what, but she made her way over and she asked if everything's okay. And I'm like, well, not really. I'm like, I want this money and I'm told I can only have 4000 and I don't understand that. And she said that the problem is they they you know really don't keep enough money in the bank to help me with bigger numbers. And I was like, so four grand, that seems like a very small number. She said that the lead teller was out of the office. So, and that's the person that can do higher transactions. And I said that this really bothers me. I'm like, because do you, are you hearing the news? Are, like this, this to me, if I can't get my money, that scares me. I'm hearing that, you know, the banks are possibly in trouble. And so this is scaring me. And I did start getting louder. So I, I never was rude. You actually said that to her though? Oh, absolutely. You, you I, didn't trust the banks? Yeah. I did. I did. I said, I asked if she was hearing and reading what's going on with the banks. I said that, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, I see no reason. To tell people, you know, I, I don't need to have a reason to get this money. You know, people are asking what you need the money for. I don't think that's cool. I don't think it's the credit unions and the banks. I think it's the government trying to make sure they're watching what's going on. So I'm not really blaming the banks for that. Don't ask Did me what you I'm going to I mean, you really think the government's the one coming in and saying 4000 See, I think it's the bank. No. I mean, no, I know no, that no. the government yeah. put in the rules for the bail-in, but- I, I think it's the banks themselves. I think they're hard up for cash, but right. That's the, no, not the four thousand. I meant the questions. I mean, also, oh, yeah. there's people that have said to me, you know, people have asked me, "Have you ever heard of the suspicious activity report?" It's like, well, yeah, I've heard of it forever. We do anti money laundering training every couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of that for years. I know what FinCEN is. I, I get all that, but now people are starting to wonder, you know, why they're getting questions, why they have to make an appointment to get money. So, but anyway, so, and I got louder and I was upset and I honestly was just waiting for somebody to push a button and the police to come and arrest me. I was like, because you can't make a scene. 
and and I was making somewhat of a scene. And I said that, you know, I just, I, and I asked how to close my account. And I, I was asked, you know, is there any outstanding, you know, transaction? And I said, well, you know, next week, meaning this week, I have a, a automatic withdrawal for APS. Other than that, no, like I'm not writing checks off it. No, there's nothing else. I got a couple of direct deposits. I'll get those changed right away. And she told me to wait until after APS comes out, come back and close the account. So it, it wound up where I was able to get the $4,000, but no more. And I just, as I left this bank and I was going back to my office, it really, really, really bothered me because I, it, it, I mean, I, a bank's job is to take your money and then they use it for whatever they want. So I realized that they don't have the kind of money we put with them. I understand derivatives, mortgage-backed securities, business loans, credit cards, you know, reverse mortgages, mortgages. So, but this amount really, really startled me. So I came back and told you about it and you went back the next day, which was Friday, and you asked for amount of money. You said to the teller, I believe that you knew it was over the amount you can get, but that you wanted what you could get and they told you $4,000. So we, two days in a row, were told we can get $4,000. One thing I don't think you and I put together last Friday well, wait a second. I was told I could only get $4,000 because the lead teller was gone. They just, there's not a lot of money, so they can't give out too much. When you and I went in on Friday, I'm guessing the lead teller was there because this was Friday morning at like 10 or 1030 in the morning. I know the teller was the same one I had the day before. I know the woman that came over to calm me down a little bit was there. And I know the, the highest ranking employee in the bank was there. Because I said well, they, they were lying, a hundred percent. They were lying. We didn't. Uh, I didn't push the matter. I just wanted to see how it all play out. But they could have done more. I mean, yes. they even said so. The lady that you spoke to has always been very nice to me. We have a rapport. You know, you go from zero to a hundred real quick. So I think a lot of people at that bank already don't like you. Um, I am not that way. So. I mean, they even said, like, you know, we tried to help people and we can get money for them. You know, they almost made it sound like if they knew you and I were related, they would have treated you differently, which is terrible. You know, it shouldn't be, you know, we've said on the show a bunch of times, you know, know your bank tellers, know your community banks in case there are issues with the banks. And, you know, it's good to have friends. Uh, so I, I thought that was awful. I mean, it's just kind of proven the point. But what really bothered me, and we haven't really talked about this yet, is when you went in, they said they couldn't do it because they didn't have the lead teller. They didn't have the manager. They didn't have all these people. But I was like, why would you ever not have people at the bank that can actually run the bank, that have access to the money? Like, who do you have working here if none of them can be trusted with the money? Like, how bad is the staffing that that's even... How would you ever let there not have one person who has access to the safe in the bank at all times to run the bank, the function of the bank? That, I don't know, it blows me away. No, you're right. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, though. That's the thing, is none of this surprises me. Well, and, it, you know, the reason we're bringing it up on the radio, we want other people to understand that we are hearing a lot of stories about people that can't get their money and we have our own stories. We brought up in March, you know, I, I sold a home 
moved from Peoria to Sun City and I gave ample notice. I actually gave notice several times that a wire was going to come in on a Wednesday and I'm going to be coming in because I have a I have a need to take some cash out. And so I gave them a lot of notice. You know, they're always saying, well, you have to give us notice. We have to order it. I gave you notice and I still couldn't get my money for a week after that. I, I had my computer pulled up. I made sure the funds had settled. It was a wire. It was at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, yeah, the money's there. And they said, well, you have to give us notice. I'm like, um, well, here's the person I talked to. I gave you notice. I gave the dates and times that I gave you notice. So I'll be in this afternoon. They're like, well, you can't. We don't have it. I was told they don't have it. I was told I have to make another request. And then I did that on Wednesday. And then I did it again on Thursday. And then I checked on a Friday and they said, oh, you, you still want the money on Friday? And then they said, well, it'll be next week. And then I, I, I said, this is absolutely unacceptable. I, I went around and around with people. And you say I go from zero to 60. Good, good. You know what I wish? I wish people would go to zero to 60 all over the place. So people would stop doing this to us. People need to get their voices heard at this time in the world. So anyway, so it, it was the next week. And I asked when. So I, I have a job. I'm like, can you tell me what day I can plan on my money? And I was getting a little bit nervous at this point. And by the way, it's not. Like I wanted 50% of the money. I did the math and it was 17% of the money that wired in. The rest of it, I was going to wire right back out and pay off the Sun City home. So I knew what I was doing. I, I, you know, I mean, I paid off my PPP loan. I had a list of things I wanted to get done. And the only thing I couldn't get done right away was getting some cash. So we talk all the time about a bail-in. You don't think this is a bail-in? It's just incremental. I wanted $5,000 last week. I could only get four. So I was bailed in by 20%. I was bailed in by 100% when I wanted 17% of the proceeds of the sale of my home from Peoria. So we are experiencing a bail-in right now as we speak. I would recommend, if you've never heard the term bail-in, now is an outstanding time to research it. Look up Cyprus, Greece, eh, Venezuela. I mean, look up some other countries and see what they think about their banking system. So that's my banking story. And I can tell you, we had a we had a couple clients in the office yesterday. They were leaving our office and they were going to a credit union. I think I can say the name, SunWest Credit Union. And they wanted an amount of money. I, I, yeah, I'm not giving any identifying information on the couple. They wanted $8,000 on purpose. They wanted $8,000 to test that finance institution, see if they'll get the money. And it is an amount they've taken before more than once. So they went to SunWest after they left our office and had zero trouble. So part of this, they know the tellers. They know, you know, the tellers probably looked at their history of withdrawals and so forth, and they had no trouble. So it's still hit and miss, I can tell you that. I can just tell you, if you have more banks with lower amounts, I think you're still safer. And by the way, if we have a full out bail-in, which I anticipate now is more than a 50% chance that we will, I think it's more than a coin toss, if that happens, you know, everybody's like, well, I should be with a credit union or should I be with a regional or local or a big three? What should I do here? If it goes full blown, it won't matter. Do you really think all of the banks are going to close except for Wells, Chase and B of A? I mean, come on. So my answer to you is- I mean, is, within some, yeah, some instance of that, I see it happening. 
that's when the government does the central bank digital currency and they pick and choose who's the big fail and who's going to administer our central bank digital currency. Other than that, if we have a run on the banks that grows legs even more than it is right now, then no, 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 because that the, the chaos that would ensue would be monumental. So we would go right into the civil war that I keep telling you, I think one day you're going to experience. So what else did you have for me today? Other than banks, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about one more thing that you and I did butt heads on last week? It, to me, it was exciting. Do you remember me saying that they had a, a little incident in Phoenix where a IRS agent that was training with firearms shot and killed another IRS agent that was training with firearms? You want to talk about it in just for a minute? Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of will prove the point of where How we right see you are differently. Yes. From the other conversation we were supposed to have today before you went on your tangent. So, yeah, no, bring this one up. This one's good. All right. So I read that there was a little mishap and I and I my take on this was, you know, I mean, it's been a year now, so we don't talk about it anymore. Our attention span in this country is like a gnat. But apparently they they funded through the Inflation Reduction Act or one of these things. They funded like 80 I don't, I don't want to do the numbers, but they, they were going to hire 87,000 IRS agents. Well, at the same time, they were telling us, if you make $400,000 or less, you don't have to worry. It, it, they were trying to get their fair share from the ultra wealthy, mainly the billionaires. Well, there's only like 800 billionaires in the country. So are, are you really telling me that they each need a thousand agents? No, they need one. If you hired a thousand new IRS agents, I would be feeling a little better. So first of all, stop lying to me and telling me that I'm crazy and I have a tinfoil hat. Stop it. 87,000 IRS agents. Then it shifted. Well, they're all going to be administrative. You know, we have to make sure we can do things in a prompt manner. This is going to be good for you. We have to make sure nothing's slipping through the cracks. You know, we're not going to raise the audits. Now I'm told within a year later, you are going to raise the audits. You are going to raise the audits proportionally. So whatever proportion of the middle class is being audited, you're going to raise it proportionally. Same thing with the rich. But what happened to the under $400,000 people? Oh, well, apparently that's not true. And then the 87,000 IRS agents, part of what I've read over the year is that they want to train some of these people in firearms. And where you and I see a different, you said last week, oh, there's only 3,000. There's only Just right now, you just said there's only, oh, we want to have some, they want to train some. That's what I was saying. You're right, 3,000. You're making it sound like they're training all 87,000. You said in their job description that asked, you have to be okay with killing U.S. citizens. This isn't the pencil pushers. It's the small sect of this IRS group. The way they make it sound like, oh, the IRS is this new branch of the military and they're taking over with guns and it's not. They have their own small Set. How do you, how do you know? How do you know that they're not training way more than they're telling you? You really you you're the one that doesn't believe everything you read. When and by the way, if we have only three thousand IRS agents that are you know highly skilled in firearms and marksmanship, first Apparently of all, they're not. I don't want any. I want my IRS agent to be a pencil pusher, to use the word you just used. I want them to wear a white shirt with pockets and have pencils in the pockets. I don't want you to audit me with guns. I don't see a reason. Well, they're only going to go after the money launderers and the terrorism funders. You know what they should do then? They should bring a guard with them from the Department of Justice, bring an FBI or a CIA or some kind of you know guy with you. I, you're a numbers person. You're the IRS. You're not the border 
patrol. You're not. Oh, I don't disagree. FBI. I never said that they should have their own armed forces. I'm saying I, I never said that, that I fought all 87,000 roomy trained. I said I just I don't even want 3,000 trained with guns because it scares me. And I think you're being naive. I think they're going to train more and more. And I do think that they are going to be one of the, the, the security forces in this country. I think if we tip financially and people panic and they get wigged out and there's a lot of people that have nothing to lose, they're, they're going to have to keep us in line. How is that any different than you saying you don't want them, you know, we, so we're in agreement that they probably shouldn't have their own armed forces, but why don't they just have the FBI? So you're saying you're, you don't want them to have 3,000, but how many FBI agents are there? So you're so the FBI's job, FBI. the FBI's job is to be armed. It's not the job of the IRS. The job, you know, you, you, we, we've reported. Yeah, but there's pencil the- pushers in the FBI, not just because you're in the FBI. Does that mean you're out there carrying a gun? You have administrative work in there too. Okay, I, I'm comfortable with police having guns. I'm comfortable with the military having guns. I'm comfortable with the FBI, the CIA. I'll give you agencies that I'm fine with being armed. I'm not fine with Social Security Administration being armed. I am not fine with NOAA, the weather organization, having billions of rounds of ammo that we don't talk about whether they're being trained too. Can you explain to me, Anthony, why the government is buying billions of rounds of, of ammunition? Don't be naive. It just hasn't happened yet. Don't tell me it can't happen. I mean, I and I just, the IRS, the internal revenue system, it, it's not, it's not, it, it, in my opinion, a branch of the government that needs to be armed. Not one. I don't want one. You're okay with 3,000. I'm exaggerating. I think 87,000 are going to be armed. I don't want one. So I don't think 3,000 is okay. And I don't think 87,000 is okay. I want none. And then if you're going after, you know, a big evil drug lord down by the border, bring some agents with you. So I, and I, no, I that makes know. sense. But I'm, I'm saying you have to look at them at two separate things. Just because it's under that IRS umbrella. They've got their own thing. You just kind of accept it. But th- there's no difference well, to them badging it something else. It could just have the FBI and them coming. They have armed agents. There's a ton of them. So what you call them doesn't, I don't think, matters. But do you trust, I mean, I'm going to get to the bottom line, Anthony, because I just, I don't think you can see ever. I think you can never see what I see is coming. Are you okay with the Social Security Administration, NOAA, the IRS being armed? Are you okay with that? Yes or no? Don't don't tell me how moderation and cycles. Yes or no? Are you okay with that? I don't yes care. Or no. I don't it, care. Yeah, I think it's too. a titling thing. That's fine too. If you don't care, you don't care, which is good. I do care. I care more for you than me. So good. I mean, I and I'm always fine with us getting to the bottom of how we feel about things. And I, I never said to you, I think 87,000 IRS agents are going to be <laughs> all armed. I just think we're, yeah, we're sending a dangerous precedent. I, or maybe I did. I, you know, you said I go from zero to 60. You know, I tend to blow things out of proportion. I, I maybe even I exaggerate. I'm just bringing to you stuff that I'm seeing and reading and none of it makes sense. And it's all going the wrong direction. And I think we better be careful because all of this stuff, like the borders, you live in Arizona. You know, you, you live in Glendale, you work in Sun City. Life is painfully boring. We don't have a mob of people, you know, like we're Neiman Marcus in California two weeks ago. Good job, California. We we don't have the flash mobs like in Chicago, jumping all over the cars on Miracle Mile. You don't have any discomfort in your life. So you don't feel it. You don't see it. You, you are younger. 
you listen to music when you're driving. I listen to news. I mean, we, we're from two different angles of all this stuff. And I also, like you, think everything's okay. Nothing is wrong. I mean, I, I live in Sun City and work in Sun City. You, you think you're boring. I, mine's way worse. I'm telling you, I think we're on a very dangerous direction with all these different things. And if there's a misstep, it's going to get ugly. And I think if there's not a misstep, it's still going towards ugly. And I just, I want certain things to come back. No, I don't think we were ever Mayberry. We were never the Brady Bunch. I, I get it that there's always been problems. You know, you bring up the 50s. I don't know. I mean, I watched the summer of 2020. I mean, did it look like the 50s? Kind of. You know, Portland, Oregon, they blocked off. You know, they, they took over part of the city. You don't think that's like the 50s? I remember Reginald Denny. I mean, don't forget, I've, I'm a news, I almost said whore, but that's not cool. I'm a news hound. I mean, I do remember history, and I think you're about to see within the next 10 to 20 years, I won't say by January of 2024, but I'd say you're going to see something way worse than the 50s or the summer of 2020. And if I'm wrong, I, I'll be so happy to be wrong. I, you know all the stuff I talk about here on the radio show? I want to be wrong. I told you in October, there's going to be a test of the national emergency system, October 4th, and, and in their own writing on FEMA... They said that it, you know, could be postponed due to other significant events. What do they know that I don't know? Hopefully nothing. But why are you broadcasting in August that you're going to be testing the systems, you know, for emergencies in October? Shut up and do it. You know, there's a need to know basis. I don't need to know. If my phone rings like it did a couple of years ago, I'll go, oh, that was interesting. Well, you know me, I'll blow it out of proportion and say, ooh, they're checking on me, but I'm not going to worry about it. I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I hope so much that I am over-exaggerating. I just, we, we bring this information week in, week out, and there's so much of it. You know, I mean, I'm still saying to people, buy extra food. I've been saying on this radio show for almost a year and a half, you know, there could be sh food shortages. I'm still going to say that. Again, you know, I don't disagree. I do think things are going to get bad. I, mean, I think it's going to be Great Depression style bad. But you know what? We had the Great Depression. We had Civil War. We had all kinds of words. We've had famines. Like we've had all of these things. So yeah, it sucks that we had three probably experience this extremely negative outlook or, you know, situation. But I think it's going to be something that we deal with and then we get through and then we kind of go back. It's everything. I hope you're right. Doubled. Have we ever had three of these major things at once? I mean, I, I don't know. I hope you're right. And one last, I got to get one more thing about the IRS. You, have you ever heard these commercials? You may not have, Anthony, because you don't surf like I do. Have you ever heard these commercials? Do you have $10,000 or more of IRS debt? Do you have $10,000 or more of credit card debt? Call us. Optima and all these companies, call us. You know what? You know, if you have more than $10,000 of IRS debt, that's good. That means you made more money. You're, you're always saying to Anthony, to people, you don't like to pay taxes? Quit your job. Go to Walmart. BW2. You won't have a tax problem. You, you don't want to pay taxes on your long-term gains on your stocks and bonds? Good. Lose money. You don't have to pay taxes. You know, give away your assets and then you don't have to worry about that. If you have, listen to me, kids, here's my public service announcement for the week. If you have more than $10,000 in credit card debt or IRS debt, call Rochford Associates in Sun City. I have advice for you. Pay your debts. Stop. If you've been disabled, if you have to file bankruptcy for medical reasons, I'm not a monster. I know there's some legitimate, you know, need out there for people to have their debt absolved. But you know what else I know? Because I've had clients tell me and they think it's funny. I know there's a lot of shenanigans too. 
I know there's people that run up their credit cards and then they file bankruptcy. And then all I have to do is, you know, wait seven years and then do it again. You know, wait another seven years. You can have a pretty nice life. You can go on vacations. You can do all this stuff and then just say, ah, I'm not going to pay for it. You know, I live in my house. You know, they're not going to evict you. You can keep I your house. I don't know how we do that because I've got a lot of credit uh, <laughs> and I have access to. And okay. this sounds wonderful. Tell me more about, because I've already got my home. I don't need to finance anything. So I don't care about my credit score. It's got like eight cars. <laughs> okay, here's the bankruptcy here's, fraud. Here's the plan. <laughs> while your credit is good, while you have those fat 800 credit scores, open up a few new cards. The first thing you have to do is have a lot of room because I want you to have nice vacations, Anthony. I want you to go to Maui. I want you to have nice vacations, not just to Buckeye. So get more credit cards, max them out. And then we'll call a bankruptcy attorney and boom, they wipe out your debt. And then you have so a crack like investigative of journalism. Like we're going to experience this so we can tell you exactly what it's like. Look at this. We are the news now. We are the news. And I want to be good news. I want to be better than the rest. I, You know, the people that bring you bad news, I want to be better than that. <laughs> you know, you I've on bad news. That's my whole point is you're so <laughs> negative all the time. And then you're like, oh, I'm not negative. I feel fine. I was like, yeah, but you bring everybody else around you down. Well, how do we wake people up? If we, you know, people tune into the hockey game to see the fight. They, you know, they, they tune in the news to see the train wreck. Well, you know, even yeah. worse is all the people that agree with us and then still don't do anything to change. How many people they tell us they do are right and stay on the exact same path they're on? I was like. Well, do you believe us or not? Do you think this is coming? See, you actively tell me, you say, I don't believe in it, but I've done everything that we're telling other people to do. I don't know what more you want from me, JR. I don't know, but you should probably end the show. We're getting out of here. Tired of fighting to the office. By the way, it's percolating. People, you know, we had a, a, a point with somebody over a year ago, and they finally became clients in the last couple of weeks. It, it, sometimes people need to make sure we're not wrong. They need to make sure we're going to stick around. So yeah, you are, you, I know you're listening and we appreciate you. Yeah, we do. These people are wonderful. <laughs> they taught us a new term. They said glacier speed. They said that they don't do things fast. If it's your health or your money, good, good. Take your time. We never want somebody to look back and say, I wish I would have or worse. I wish I wouldn't have. So good, good on them. So anyway, with that said, we're at the end of the show. I mean, I this flew by. Thank you so much for listening this week. You know, you, you can always reach out to us team at anothermoneyshow.com. You can give us a call at 623-523-0444. Let us help you plan for your financial future. You know, we, we always say we want you prepared, not scared. So with that said, reach out to us. We can't wait to talk to you. We'll keep it financial. We won't fight amongst ourselves. There'll be no good, bad, good no rep, bad rep. Yeah, that's true. If you want to be in and out of the office quicker, sit with Anthony. If you want to chat for the afternoon, make, a, make your point with me. So thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you next week on 960 The Patriot. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. 
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money. And you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. 